Okay, this is the Devil's Podcast with main hosts Charlie Weaver and Chris Dalton. We have John Fisher from All About the Jersey to answer a few questions for us. So first of all, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Chris and Charlie. Thanks for being here. So there's a ton of speculation, but can you see the Devils pushing hard for John Tavares? Well, I certainly hope so. Um, The Devils are in this interesting spot where they have a lot of cap space, a lot of money um, available to go out and get John Tavares. And while you're not going to necessarily get the very best years out of John Tavares, he's still young enough to give you a lot of quality years. So, you know, a team that could use a lot more offensive help behind Taylor Hall and Nico Heischer could absolutely use a player like John Tavares, just like pretty much every NHL team could like him. Um, The question is, are they going to push hard for him? I hope so. I think he would be an asset. I think the Devils have the time. They have the space. They ha- they have him at the right time to do so. Um, the question is really going to be, would John Tavares be happy going from an organization that was kind of trying to make the playoffs every year to a Devils organization that just made the playoffs for the first time in uh, since 2012 and is hoping, key phrase is hoping, to keep making the playoffs. Um, if John Tavares wants a better situation like you know, a team that will consistently make the playoffs like San Jose, then that pitch gets a lot harder. But I would like to think that the Devils are at least going to do more than just kick the tires on Mr. Tavares. Uh, Do you think that because the Devils had an amazing playoff push this past season, do you think that will boost their chances of Tavares choosing them over any other team? Possibly. Uh, The fact that the Devils made the playoffs at least will help some of the arguments say, look, this is a team on the rise. This is a team on, you know, moving upwards. This is a team moving ahead after five years of not making the playoffs, effectively crashing out, effectively bottoming out, and rebuilding the organization. Um, the pitch to John will still have to be, hey, do you want to be part of something that could be great one day, as opposed to a team like San Jose that could say, hey, we already make the playoffs every year. We're all, we're just looking for that last, you know, piece of the puzzle that's going to push us over the edge. John, Joe, Joe Thornton's a legend, but he's going to be going out. If you want to be the man in San Jose, you can be the man, and you don't have to worry about missing the playoffs because we're not going to miss the playoffs. So, I mean, it'll help the cause, but you know, it depends on who else is in the running because they could make a much stronger pitch um, and a more realistic pitch that you know this is a team of success. So it helps, but I don't think it's necessarily a guarantee. Right. So obviously over the past few years, the defense has been the Achilles here for the, for the Devils. Which defenders that, that are free agents could you see coming to New Jersey? And specifically John Carlson, what do you think the odds are that, that the Devils land him? Well, first and foremost, um, the type of defenseman that the Devils really need isn't available in free agency this year. Uh, what they absolutely positively need are left-sided defensemen. Mm-hmm. Andy Green is not getting any younger. And it's starting to show that he cannot just take, keep taking the hardest minutes, defensive zone starts, a remarkable ratio, um, tough matchups every night, and still come out ahead. That that hasn't happened in the past couple of years, despite the best efforts of Adam Larson, Sammy Batten, even Severson, and other partners. Um, and also, John Moore has just been a shot sieve. Every, every season he's played it, he's the leader or one of the leaders in shots against per 60 rate, meaning right. whenever he's on the ice, the opposition loves playing against them. They're going to get opportunities. They're going to get opportunities to score. And they, um, you know, whether if the goaltending is good, then, you know, they get those goals. So honestly, the Devils need to absolutely upgrade over Green and more, but there really isn't anybody in free agency that can just come in and take the 20, 22 minutes that Green plays. You're more likely to find a more replacement, but even there, some of the names aren't exactly the greatest. Like Calvin DeHaan 
in theory would be a great pick, except he's coming off a second shoulder surgery, right. which is never a good sign when you're under 30 and you've already had two of them. Um, you have other players where you're just kind of reaching for that, you know, maybe they're over 30 or maybe they just don't have any offensive skills. And, you know, in this day and age in the NHL, you can't just play defense only like your Ben Lovejoy. You need to be yeah. able to go forward. You need to be able to contribute at both ends. So ultimately, well, in theory, you're going to find more likely a more replacement. What the Devils really need, you're not going to find in free agency. That being said, let's jump to John Carlson. John Carlson, I think, would be a terrible idea for the Devils to go out and get. He's coming off a career year. He's 28. Um, but even so, even for the past several years, he was never the top right-handed side defenseman for Washington. Matt Niskanen has had better numbers, except in points, in terms of you know shots against, in terms of course forward percentage, in terms of shots, uh, scoring chance percentages, and all that other good stuff. The harsh reality is that. Carlson has not been the number one man even on his own team, but by virtue of the fact he's a righty and is under the age of 30 and has 60 points, or 68 points rather, coming out of this season, he's going to get way more money than he's actually worth. He's going to get paid like he's P.K. Subban without actually having P.K. Subban results. Right. So to that extent, the Devils should stay, the Devils who already have five right-sided defensemen as it is, should stay away from John Carlson. Do right. not give him the money. <laughs> that would not help the defense nearly as much as I think people think he would. Because the Devils need a need a, a left-handed defender on the left side. Could you see them trading up in the draft? They're currently at seventeenth. Could you see them moving up at all? I really don't think so. Since the Devils already moved their second and third round picks up to get Marcus Johansson, to get Michael Grabner, to get Patrick Maroon, even though I think Maroon's was a 2019 pick. The, mm-hmm. the reality is that the Devils don't really have a lot of assets available to move up unless they want to start moving players. And that's where things start, start getting tricky because if you're going to lose a current player, you ideally would want that current player to help get you a player to play today. A draft pick is typically going to, you're going to have to wait a couple of years before they can really contribute. It's not often, especially among defensemen, to come out of the draft at age 18, age 19, and you know, just throw them into a you know eighteen to twenty minute situation and say go forth and perform. Like every once in a while, you run into a guy like that, right. and you know maybe Rasmus Dahlin, the projected number one draft pick, can do that at eighteen. But that's really, really asking a lot of any draft pick. So I think unless somebody comes along with a sweetheart deal, or the Devils are willing to you know sacrifice, say the twenty twenty pick or the twenty nineteen pick. Um, I don't, I don't think the Devils are going to move up in the first round. I could see them make a more minor trade to try to get back into the third round or the second round. But again, the Devils just don't have the assets pick-wise or personnel-wise necessarily to say, go out and get that draft pick. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, the Devils would do well to draft a defenseman, but this guy that they draft, defenseman, forward, goalie, isn't going to help you out in 2018-19. Mm-hmm, of course. So talking about left side defensemen, I'm not exactly conf- I'm not exactly familiar with the farm team, but do you think there's a defenseman up, down there that could be raised up and potentially have a positive effect, or is there another team out there that would be willing to sacrifice one of their left side defensemen for a fair trade? Well, Jeff Ulmer at our site covers Binghamton pretty well, and he has some nice things to say about some of the defensemen. But from an NHL perspective, there really isn't anybody tantalizing at in the Binghamton level on either side for defense. Um, you know, their, their best defenseman was a guy on an AHO contract, Jacob McDonald, who, for all we know, 
may not sign with New Jersey, but determine, hey, I could get signed with some other NHL team, and there you there you go with that. Um, so I don't think there really is anybody on the farm team or in the prospect system that's going to be able to come in and you know start making a difference right away. So if the Devils want to make an immediate upgrade, they may have to consider a trade opportunity. The good news is the Devils have five right-sided defensemen in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Or guys who could at least play on the right side. And those types of defensemen tend to be more valuable than others. I mean, after all, Adam Larson was one of them, and apparently he's worth Taylor Hall. So, <laughs> to that extent, the Devils uh, could, in theory, move one of those right-sided defensemen in a package to go out and try to get a, you know that Andy Green replacement that they probably need like really, really soon. Yeah. Um, in terms of who... You know, during this past season, it's been rumored that Oliver Ekman Larson out of Arizona right. might be able mm-hmm. to be moved, even though that talk has died down in the past several months. Eric Carlson is an interesting name because Ottawa absolutely blew it this season. Ownership has been a nightmare, um, very cheap, and Carlson's probably going to want to get paid next summer. So I wouldn't be surprised if Ottawa is going to try to move his expiring contract to somebody else and maybe that could be the Devils. Um, and, you know, you basically have to ask around the league and see who else could be available as closer to the draft because that's when you start having teams talk to each other more. They're considering free agency. They're considering where they're going in the next couple of years, and then they'll start making plans accordingly. But, um, you know, it's been one of the popular theories is that you go out and sign John Carlson and then you can trade a Damon Severson mm-hmm. for a left-sided defense. But the reality is the Devils can trade Damon Severson and not spend... Fifty-six million dollars to get John Carlson. So, and Severson's you know. got a big contract too, six years, twenty-five million. So, it, it yeah, wouldn't, but, but it that's wouldn't a lot less than 50, fifty-six million. A lot less. <laughs> that's a lot less. <laughs> and and Severson, believe it or not, is getting paid about what he's worth. Um, you know, Sammy Vatnin is another example of that. Like the two players are not that similar from each other. And Vatnin's got making what his cap hits four point eight five million. So, I mean, that's the sort of the going rate you got to go for a defenseman these days, especially for a right side guy who can play at the top four. Obviously, yeah. Um, which of our own free agents do you see coming back and which do you see leaving? Specifically, Blake Coleman and Patrick Maroon. Okay, well, Patrick Maroon, I, I have a fairly high confidence will be coming back. Um, maybe I'm, I'm reading into this too much, but when the Devils had their breakdown day, you know, they quote the players, you know, what they say in their interviews. They only quoted one player saying that they wanted to come back, and that player was Patrick Maroon. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Maroon had, does have a red flag. He just had hernia surgery, which right. sort of makes one wonder maybe it wouldn't be the best idea to bring him back. But at the same time, if he played well with an issue that he needed repairs for, then maybe in theory, now that he's, he'll be 100% healthy, He'll be uh, good to go and be an asset. I liked Maroon a lot, even though his play style sort of goes against what Ray Sherman has been trying to do with the team. He's been very helpful with a lot of the ways that the Devils do play, especially down low, especially on the power play. So I could see the Devils bringing back Maroon for two years or so. Coleman is is an RFA, so he's very likely to come back. And I think he'll get a nice bridge deal. I I think he'll become a seven-figure player, probably like in the low million range. Um, you know, he, I agree. He's a, he's a good energy guy, good penalty killer, very good on the forecheck. Um, you know, those players, however, are exactly super rare, so you're not going to pay him a ton of money. But, you know, I think the Devils will definitely bring him back for a couple years. 
Um, in terms of other free agents, the Devils don't really have any big names. Like John Moore is their biggest name, and mm-hmm. as you probably can guess from earlier, uh, I don't think the Devils should keep him. I think he, they should let him go and get a better defenseman yeah. to replace him, even if that means rolling the dice on a guy like Dehan. Um, other other free agents that they could Gibbons, I can go either or about. I mean, he played fairly well, but he's yeah. also thirty. He pretty much just had a career year. I don't think we're going to get that type of year from Gibbons ever again. I, so, I, I totally agree so maybe, so maybe you let him go. Maybe he'll get some uh, a good payday somewhere else. And, you know, there are a number of RFAs that are going to be interesting to see who, how much money they're going to get, like Miles Wood and uh, Steve Santini. Um, mm-hmm. They're out for new deals, if I recall correctly. So they're going to go out and uh, get paid somewhat well. Mm-hmm. Could you see Steven Santini making the team next year? I could. Um, I thought he was kind of done wrong this season in the sense that for the first 30 games or so, you know, he's on the top pairing with Andy Green getting killed. And then they brought on Sammy Vatnin and realized, hey, Santini, um, you're not going to play. So we'll send you to Binghamton. And I understand part of that is because Mirko Mueller is waiver eligible. So mm-hmm. you can't send Mueller down. Right. You can't send the other defenseman down. And Santini, you can send down without risking him to waivers. That being said, if I, I have to check it to be sure, I think Santini becomes waiver eligible, if not already, then very, very soon. So you, you might see that as a justification for a trade of some sorts uh, to do that. But I do think that Santini will be in the NHL. I think, you know, I, I don't think you should put him on a top pairing against top, tough competition, but he's definitely mobile enough. He def- he's not completely devoid of offense. Um, so... Yeah, you know, uh, it, it, could, it could work out. Um, you know, in theory, he could be your Ben Lovejoy replacement. Right. Uh, um, a little while back, you mentioned surgery, and I think that's a problem moving forward for the Devils. So, obviously, both Hall and Schneider had some surgery, and Schneider specifically had the groin surgery, which he suffered in an injury a few, few years back. And Kincaid, he obviously did a good job in the season, but in the postseason, he didn't fare too well. Do you think the Devils would be looking at a new goalie in the future? And if you think so, and if that's a possibility, would they be looking to trade with another team, or would they be looking at a draft pick? Well, goaltending is a very sore subject for the Devils here because in the first half of this past season, Schneider was amazing and Kincaid was absolutely terrible. Like, yeah, Kincaid got wins, but that's because his, you know the Devils scored five goals when he was on the ice. It wasn't because he was playing particularly great. And then January was kind of bad for everybody. And then February, Kincaid started getting hot, and he was running hot into the postseason, whereas Schneider came back from an injury. He, he struggled out of the gate, and because Kincaid was playing so well, he kind of needed to win games. Kincaid effectively took the job from Schneider. And then the playoffs happened, and then reality kind of went back to, oh, yeah, Schneider's really good, and Kincaid, not so much. <laughs> uh, you know, Kincaid's not a young guy either, so it's not like, you know, Kincaid necessarily turned a corner and is now like mm-hmm. a legitimate NHL 1A goaltender, but uh, he's definitely an NHL goalie in, in the sense that you know he's going to continue to get jobs in this league. I think he's proven that. The fact he's doing well with America in the uh, World Championships right now helps his cause as well. Uh, that being said, you know Schneider's health is a concern because you know this is a this is a you know surgical procedure. Maybe he came back too early from his previous groin uh, injury that he suffered in the game against Boston back in January. Um, so, you know, he, he's over the age of 30. I, I don't subscribe to the theory that anybody over 30 is automatically bad, especially for a goaltender that hasn't 
played a ton of games like Schneider, but at the same time, you have to look at the health and be realistic and say, all right, how much more do you have with this? Because the Devils have Schneider for, I'm going to say, four or five more years on their yeah. deal, so five you can't minutes. necessarily trade him or trade him so easily. Um, but but the real concern is the fact that beyond Schneider and Kincaid, there's not really a whole lot to be hopeful mm-hmm. for. Like, Eddie Lack was brought in because, you know, Ken Appleby and Mackenzie Blackwood were getting shelled in Binghamton. Like, yeah, Appleby had a good couple games in New Jersey on, on a necessary basis, but, at, you know, just like Scott Wedgwood, you know, anybody can have a couple good games in a row. Right. <laughs> to have it, you know, Wedgwood got shelled in Arizona, so it's not like it was a sign that he was going to be great. Um, but Blackwood has not really thrown a whole lot, and that's really concerning because the Devils did spend a second-round draft pick in 2015 for this guy, and the fact that he's not playing well in the AHL is showing that maybe that was a poor pick. And um, Lack is a free agent. He didn't exactly do that great either, even though he has experience, so you can trust him a little bit more. You know, I, I foresee him going somewhere else, if not going to Europe. So, you know, the Devils don't really have a lot of good goaltenders in their system. That's partially why they went out inside Cam Johnson out of college uh, this past spring, and um, or earlier this spring, I should say. So, you know, the Devils are basically throwing darts and hoping that they have a number three guy or a goalie in the future in their system because their depth has not been that great. So I could foresee them picking up another goalie late in the draft um, just to shore up this prospect system. And I could see them trying to go out and try to find a number three guy in free agency. So this way, you know, if Schneider gets hurt again, or if Kincaid gets hurt, or if both of them get hurt, which actually happened uh, at one point earlier this season, you need a number three guy to step in that you're actually going to be comfortable with instead of just holding your breath and hoping they have the game of their lives. Right. right. And obviously that's all dependent on whether Schneider can come back from the surgery and just bounce back, but that's all yeah. hypothetical at this point. Yeah. I mean, history shows that he could, but, you know, at the same time, you know... It's, it's all guesswork. It's all guesswork. You know, you have to jump in right away, and that's really hard, especially for a position like goaltender, where you can, you can have terrible numbers, but it's not necessarily your fault. Right. Absolutely. It'd be a lot better if Marty was still 28. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, John Fisher from All About the Jersey, thanks for joining. Thank you. Thank you for uh, having me on. Thank you.